For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Baseball season is back, and the Podcast Park has the best local baseball podcast to help get you ready for another season. Check out the Braves Country Podcast, where we dig deep into the soil of life in the Southeast. The people, the music, the food, and of course, Braves baseball. Or try Hardball with Chris Domino, the long-running baseball history series with in-depth conversations from the players and people that shape the game. And KMAC has the latest Braves updates every week with a frozen rope report. Get these and all of our podcasts at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All brought to you in part by Associated Credit Union. The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. This is an exclusive presentation of Podcast One Sports. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three points. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. Oh, for three. Oh, unbelievable. This guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Orrin from downtown. Now that's making a statement. We might have to uh, find you a new nickname. Why uh, is that? Well, who's the real Big Shot now? I mean, uh, by the way, this is the Big Shot Bob podcast. That, of course, is seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. Uh, I'm Rob Jenners. But um, as of last night, well, there's a new reigning three-point king in the NBA. Uh, Steph Curry goes out and uh, breaks the all-time three-point record held by Ray Allen last night, which obviously we've been talking about forever. It's been Mm -hmm. a long time coming that he was going to break that record. But uh, he does it, by the way. In 511 games fewer than it took Ray Allen to get there. So roughly, yeah. what is that, like five, six <laughs> seasons sooner? I mean, yeah, man. That's crazy, right? You know, and to think about it, you know, I, I look at that record, and I wonder if you to put guys like Reggie Miller and Ray Allen, the guys behind them in this era, how would that record be? Because think about it. Ray Allen didn't shoot a lot of threes compared to what? You know, Steph is shot. And I'm not taking anything from Steph because oh, yeah. his accuracy is amazing. I'm talking about, like, other guys who take an abundance of threes and, you know, are going to eventually catch Ray Allen. But you think about it, though. He's been shooting that thing lights out lately. The last two seasons, after breaking his hand, getting stronger, getting faster, analyzing the game, and and just shooting the rock like he does, it's, it's amazing what he's able to, man. You know, you know, it, it's a lot of debates on a lot of things, and I don't think there is no debate that he is the best shooter to ever play this game. I, I don't know how you can argue against that. I mean, you have guys that come before him that are legendary. And Reggie Miller said it last night on the broadcast. Reggie Miller said he changed the game of basketball. Like he changed the way that, we, that all these teams approach the way they play. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you completely flip the floor. You're not playing inside out anymore. Uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're playing completely opposite, and that's largely due to what he's been able to do, and in turn, what the Warriors have been able to do around that that idea with him. But yeah, but I, I don't know how you argue with that. Yeah, you, you can't argue with the bad thing about it is everybody tries to do that now. And that's what pisses me off. is like everybody tries to do it, but they don't have Steph Curry. I was say, y'all so ain't got stop Steph trying Curry. to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, the analytical say we could do. No, analytical say that for Steph Curry, not for you guys. You guys <laughs> yeah. suck at shooting threes. You stick to doing what's <laughs> good for you. Steph's hitting them from the tunnel, so I don't even want to hear it. Did you see that one like a week ago? Yes. He hit one from uh, the freaking tunnel. Oh, come yes. on, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to play the audio, though, and, and I want to ask you a question here. So this was this was the moment last night from Steph Curry. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! in the NBA, and now he stands alone at the top of the three-point list. And an emotional hug here with his father, Dale Curry. What a moment. And here he comes in a brace with Ray Allen. I, I do love that um, when these moments happen, you have the guy whose record is being broken, like Ray, <laughs> there to... to just sort of hug it out and kind of eat crow. <laughs> it's probably not yeah. eating crow, but he's got to be there and be supportive. And man, I'm so proud of you. He gives gives Steph a big hug at the end and stuff like that. Is that a record that now again he just broke it? Yeah, he's got God knows how many more years in front of him. <laughs> how do you ever? Is there anybody that you? I mean, I'm, no. how do you how do you uh, trump that record? Is it even possible? No, it, it's it's not. It's you know, it's not going to be Trump. Unless you get some guy who comes in here missing, you know, you know, who, who misses college and he comes in and he's shooting like he is now yeah. and he might catch him. But there's a lot of records in the NBA that won't be broken. It's definitely he's going to put it out of sight, out of mind, <sighs> unless they do something different lately and put more time in the game. But I don't think anybody catch this record. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. Do you think LeBron eventually catches Kareem? Uh, you know, I think, I don't think, I think so. he's sort of on pace to do so. I haven't looked at the numbers in a minute, but he, he's um, on pace. But I just I, that's another record. I don't think so. Even though LeBron is taking care of his body beyond what anybody ever thought he'd be able to do because he plays so hard. He's played so many minutes and I, it's going to be hard to catch cap, man. You know, cap played a long time. Yeah. And, very. and but my but the thing is, I look at it like this. Go back and look at how many of those points were Cap shot a three. Oh, he didn't shoot any threes. I say, did he even shoot? He didn't any? shoot any threes. So think about that I case. Wonder, you know. I wonder if he even has a. a like, he's got to have a stat line on that, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Stats. Let's see. If, let's see what his stat line is on threes here. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we joked with Shaquille. He hit one in his entire career. Yeah. He just she pulled up for one and he hit it. Let's see, mm-hmm. uh, three. And that was on his birthday. Uh, none. none. See? Zero none. in his entire career. In fact, he doesn't have any three-point attempts in his entire I don't even think it was a three-point line in the game when he played. Shit, you might be right. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was a three-point line. Yeah. It was a three-point line early on in his career. But I, he played until you know, 89, though. Damn. Yes, though. Yeah, he played, what, 20, 21, 22 years? Yeah, 20, uh, 20 seasons. 20, 20 seasons. seasons. So he played about and, as long as Kobe did. Yeah, and LeBron's on his way. Uh, and think, I, I just think now, if LeBron would have been on a team, let's say if he was in Cleveland where he has to score a lot of points, 
he might catch it. But I don't think right now with Westbrook, even though they talk about, you know, trading him. Well, that's, a, that's the next back. story up on the list yeah. here. <laughs> and then you got AD to taking away shots. You got guys like THT, Monk taking away shots. I don't think LeBron was going to catch him. You got too much so, too much other yeah. stuff going on. Who was, before we do move on to that story about the Lakers, who was the best shooter you ever played with? Uh, uh, God, I know uh, it might be a loaded question. No, it's not a loaded question. Because I, I know I, Kobe is just... Kobe's when, a score. When uh, he is a score, but when Kobe yeah. was on, yeah, there were games where you'd watch yeah. Kobe Bryant play and be like, mm-hmm. he, he's not missing. Just throw him yeah. the ball. He's hitting everything. Yeah, and think about what made Kobe so great. He, he could shoot it, and he got hot. He was amazing, but he could also put it on the floor. You yeah. got guys like you know Glenn Rice, who's a crazy shooter, but he can't create his shots like a Kobe could. And I, I look at you know like Stojakovich, and he could he could shoot that thing. Um, but I, I think. Um, uh, Drazen Petrovic, the guy who died in the car accident for the New Jersey Nets. Yeah. You're talking about a shooter. Oh my goodness. He can shoot that thing. Lights he out. He can shoot it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's a yeah, it's a lot of great guys out there, you know. And Dale Curry, you know, he could shoot that thing. He could. Uh, Dale Ellis, you know, it's a it's a lot of great shooters. And you you would love to be able to catch every one of them in the prime and line them up and say, let's have a shootout. But oh. you can't, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever give that was a, that was a nice moment too where he the first thing Steph does is, so S- Steve gets him the ball Steph takes it finds Dell right away uh-huh. bounces in the ball here you go pops this one's for you <laughs> um and I think I, I'm not sure if I asked you this did you ever give anything to your folks like a game ball or a jersey or anything that was like special or sentimental that you you had that your parents had to have it I, I'm, the only record I ever broke and it was kind of kind of pissed me off oh, you, when you, I broke the, Kareem's playoff record. Yeah, the, yeah, the playoff yeah. record. And I eventually one day Pop I look at you the give you the the the, the dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, dinner, the night I was supposed <laughs> yeah. to break it. Yeah. And so I remember they sent me a ball in the mail. And I'm like, dude, really? It's it's it, you know it, How it unemotional. Really, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's just a basketball. Mail. It's yeah, not even it's a game the ball. Mail. It's like, a freaking ball. Right. You know, and it's usually you take something that like that and you put it in a, in, in, a, in like a piece and put it on your mantle and yeah. show it off. It's still in the fucking box somewhere, man. I don't even know where that thing is. <laughs> it came from Champ Sports. It was still in the, the wrapping and shit. You know what I mean? I was like, they didn't but, even try. Yeah, my mom has two rings and my dad has two championship rings. So, oh, that's cool. When, yeah, like that's um, cool. yeah, when it, um, when they give you rings, they actually give you two. I did not know that. Really? Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this information, but that's they give okay. You two. What are they going to do? Get you, you one in for yourself, and you, you one for your significant other. Okay. And my first year, I gave um, the championship ring to my um, wife. Okay. And the second one, I gave to my mom. The sure. Third one, I gave to my dad. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth one, I gave to my mom. And then the fifth one, I gave to my dad. <laughs> Then the sixth one I gave to my wife. It's and the seventh one. Fucking riches, I swear to God. <laughs> Trying to remember the, who got the, the championship seventh, rings. And the seventh ring, I got I got two for the seventh one. <laughs> I oh. kept for myself. Because some, somehow I knew this was the last one. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be selfish so I can ride around with two on my finger just in case I wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah. Double Never birds, really baby. <laughs> Double birds. To everybody who had their doubts. Uh that how did did you know how did you know that that was the last one did you just have a feeling or did you just were you were you thinking that that was probably toward the end of the career well i saw the light you know i i knew how my body felt and going into that 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 last that 16th year i lost i lost all motivation man i lost the motivation to summer to work out 
you know yeah. uh, i think i played twice that summer uh, i just shot around i didn't play at all my body was tired and then i think we had even had training camp in paris and i was like man i ain't do shit in paris man <laughs> i slept all day and we come to practice for you know <laughs> i said Yo, Matt, Yo. Water, get out there, man. <laughs> I ain't do shit, man. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So oh, right. and then it was it was it was just one of those things, man. I knew, man. And then for me, also, when we got back to the States, my daughter got really sick. You know, she oh, was in yeah, the hospital. Was, yeah, and, yeah. and then I was like, man, you know, the motivation was shot. And so it's it's hard, man, to get up each and every year so you guys see guys like kobe lebron they going into the 19 20 seasons man she's after the 15th season i was like man i'm tired yeah you know i'm and tired there's there's so much burn and lag yeah. you know what i mean just from the the schedule yeah. and the workouts and the practices and like you said you, you have to consistently get up which makes me shake my head at guys like lebron who is still in just yes just unbelievable shape and yeah. continues to yeah. just just find a way to get it done and, and for lebron I, I think also it's he's he's in a totally different role to me he has a big ass spotlight on him very much he so. has to be the leader of a team not saying i wasn't leader of a team but he's a leader in a different situation he has a lot more pressure on him to perform because all eyes on him you're making all the money you got yeah. all the pressure everybody's looking at you to make decisions and pull them out of holes. You know, they just look yeah. at me to just hit a game winner every now and then. So, <laughs> just, but, <laughs> just jump in and knock down just, a game no, winner and yeah, we'll leave you alone. Every yeah. now and then. Yes. But it, it's, it's a different kind of pressure, man. It Physically, really is. mentally. You know, what's and, crazy. We, when LeBron yeah. was hurt, we had more LeBron stories than any player in the league. <laughs> and he wasn't even playing. He went on the floor and we had LeBron story every week, every week, just because everything crazy. he does, he listens to music and that's a yeah. story. You know what I mean? Every it. everything is just a story for him. People always want fame, and they always want. I, I wouldn't want that kind of fame. No, I don't either. Because you can't do shit. Yeah. Like, let's say, if, okay, you want to go to the mall. You can't even go to the fucking mall. No. Well, you can go, but you gotta have security with you. You know, right. you can't walk around. Yes. You can't even go get a Wessel press if you want to, because someone's gonna be like, "Hey, LeBron." Shit, no. Yeah. No, you'll be stuck there for an hour. <laughs> we used to joke with this with Shaquille all the time. You can't. Mm -hmm. How do you do anything? Yes. And I love you. How do you do anything? Like, if you yeah. want to go get milk. How do you do that? Because you're going to spend half an hour at the store talking to people, taking pictures, signing autographs. Right. And he goes, honestly, if I don't want to deal with people, I'll send one of the kids. I just won't yeah. go out because I don't want to. Because, but if I'm if I if I walk out of the house, I know full well this is this is what comes with it. So yeah. if I'm going to go to the mall, I know I'm yeah. going to be at the mall for most of the afternoon, taking pictures, <laughs> signing autographs, like freaking Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, Nature of the beast. Think about the day you can wear a hood that hangs down to here and a mask, and you're good. But Shaq, because of his size. And he was like, oh, that's got to be Shaquille on there. That body, be. you know. Sticks out, man. Yeah. Sticks like out. Other guys, like, you know, you think about LeBron, he has he has a certain walk. He's 6'10". Yeah. And even if he wears a mask, about, and he got the beard, you know. He's so he recognizable. High. He's so <laughs> recognizable. But, yeah. yeah. yeah but Shaq, too, it was funny. He was leaving uh, the studios here one day, the battery, because we're at the Braves Stadium, like we've talked about. And this place gets crowded on game days. So he's walking mm -hmm. out of here one day. And I'm like, how, how are you going to get from this studio to your car, which is down the street, without getting mobbed by 100,000 people out here? And he goes, Invisible Shack. And I go, what's Invisible Shack? He just puts his head down and walks straight. Makes <laughs> no eye contact with anybody. Doesn't respond to anybody. Just keeps walking. At one point, some guy goes, 
yo, is that you, Shaq? And he goes, nope. And just keeps going. <laughs> just keeps going. Not one person bothered him. I'm like, that is that is like magic. How did you pull that shit off? Hey, you know, it's funny because some people can, some people know when you like that, you know, you're not in the mood. Yeah. You know, you're up like this bright, like, oh, he's in a good mood. Talk to him. Yeah. But like, even when you like at a table in a restaurant and you like this, you got that look like, fuck, you know, yeah. and you're looking at Here your phone. You can see people like inching, inching over. Yeah. And then you give them that look, like, don't you fucking come over here? Don't, don't you do and that? And then they're like, they just don't do this do right here. Don't you they do that. that quick wave. <laughs> Did you ever have, I can't imagine you've had that incident. I've had it a hundred times as a fan. Where I've seen somebody out and been like, how do I approach this person? And say, hey, you're going to get a picture, shake their hand. And I had it with Scotty Pippen. Oh, my goodness. We were at Disney World. <laughs> Let me hear this story. Because Scotty we were, can be an asshole sometimes. We were eating. Well, I've had two of them. One of them was Scotty Pippen. Scotty was at, we were at the, um, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's the Italian place in Epcot at, at, the, at the World Showcase in Epcot here at Disney World in Florida. Mm-hmm. They have a beautiful Italian restaurant. So we all go inside and we're eating. And it is five or six people, and it's all of us radio idiots. It's me and five other radio idiots. <laughs> which means there's no decorum. We're making too much noise. Everybody in the restaurant's bothered. And Scotty's like three tables over. And then the conversation becomes, how do we get a picture with Scotty? Because so, it's like, I don't want to bother. And he's there with his wife. And he had like somebody else with him. There's only three people at the table. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to walk up and ask him for a picture. But I'm going to like try and pick my moment. And you could tell the whole time Scotty's doing everything he can to not make eye contact with the table full of idiots that's like three feet away Because <laughs> we're all running our mouths, and he's like, these idiots are going to bother me. I know it. I'm not going to make any eye I'm not going to look at them. I'm not going to talk to them. So it looked like their dinner was pretty much over. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, I'll just I'll go ask. So I got up, and I walked over. I said, excuse me, Mr. Pippen. I just wanted to say hi, shake your hand. I'm a big, big fan. And he shakes my hand and doesn't really say much. And I'm like, is it possible to get a picture? And he just kind of stares at me, and he looks down at his dessert, and he looks back at me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave you be. I'm, I'm just going to go. <laughs> he didn't even say no. He just looked at me. He looked at his dessert, and he looked back at me. And I'm like, I got the message. I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. But I knew if if he if I would have got him talking, he would have shot me down hard. And, 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 no, it's, and It's funny. I have, I have one of my good friends, and they know. They're like, he's eating. After he's eating, I don't even say anything. I don't even look up. Sometimes yeah. he's eating. He's eating. So, yeah. yeah. But my my one, I have only had one instance like that. It was at Jack Flaherty's charity softball game, and Paula Pat was on my team. Okay. And I kind of circled her like a shark, right? I'm like, I want to ask her so bad, you know, because I was like, oh, you know, you have that one, like it's Halle Berry and Paula Pat, you know, Paula Pat, and they're like tied for me. Mm. And I'm circling, I'm circling. I said, fuck this. I said, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, I gotta, I gotta ask. I and she was the nicest lady yeah. ever. She was smiling and talking to me, and I was like, and I said, that's then I went even further. I said, can I have a, can I ask for a small favor? I said, I know you don't know me, but small favor. I says, can you put your arm around me and wave at my wife? <laughs> she's like, what? I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I said, she's sitting right there, and so she said, sure. What? And so I said, I looked up at Candace, and I'm like, this. Hey! Oh no! She was like, started laughing. You're lucky that Candace has got a good sense of humor because that's the shit that gets you sleeping in the doghouse, man. I I know, right? But it was she was really, she was really, really nice. That's awesome. And so 
That's cool. I just, you know, and I had to walk away from her because I just like, oh my goodness, that's my that's my one. That's your yeah, <laughs> that's your deal breaker right there. This, yeah. this is gonna go south quickly. Hey guys, Jay Cutler started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL, some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life, former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you brought it up briefly. Um, what are you hearing about this whole thing with Russ and the Lakers? Because there's it, it, rumors it, circulating everywhere that the Lakers are looking for ways to move on from him. Yeah, you know, it's, I feel bad for Russ because you know it, it almost it almost reminds me of the, how Houston treated Carmelo. When you when you're a team that's used to success, and all of a sudden you're not getting, you need a scapegoat. And Houston blamed Carmelo like, oh, he's the reason we're losing. Not the fact that James Harden came in out of shape. Not the fact that everybody else got better and you guys didn't. So let's blame Carmelo. When it wasn't Carmelo's fault, the next thing you know, Carmelo has this tag on him, and he's like, oh, he's this, this, and yeah, he's out of the league for a year. So I look at everybody says, look what Russ did here, look what Russ did here, look what Russ did here, and. I just say, look what Russ did with OKC. He, you know, took him to the playoffs. Look what he did in the later years with, well, actually later in the season yeah. with Washington. So don't 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 use him as a scapegoat. Even though he has had a lot of turnovers, he's his season's been up and down. AD's been up and down. LeBron's been up and down due to the fact he's been out of the lineup, yeah. not because of his play, but because he's, he's been, been out of the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Well, same and thing so, with Anthony. Yeah, and so I think everybody is because they're used to success in LA. They need a scapegoat. Okay. And I think you can't blame Rush. I, first of all, you, you blame the whole damn organization, you know, because you, you, if you're going to blame somebody, you blame everybody, not just a player. That's not fair. That's how, that's how I look at the situation. You can't blame one guy. It's, it's, it's coach's fault. It's the player's fault. It's the organization's fault. It's everybody's fault. You know, you can't blame one person. And I think, too, didn't we all know coming into this season this was going to be a weird puzzle to have to put together? Yes. Because yeah. we just you have you have guys that are used to playing different styles of ball mm-hmm. with where you're the guy bringing the ball up and then you're the guy bringing the ball up and you're the guy and it's yeah. like now you have to shuffle these responsibilities yeah. and roles and find a way to make it work cohesively. Yeah. Which when you look at a bunch of people on the same team on paper goes, huh. oh, there's a lot of really great people on this team, and yeah. then you have to get them to function, and yes. that's a whole nother monster. Yeah, trust me. You know, I, we think about this. We had four all stars at one point. When I was in L.A. Yeah. Jack. Eddie Jones, mm-hmm. Van Exel, mm-hmm. Kobe. Kobe. We yeah. got swept in the second round yep. by Utah. Yep. But then you got rid of those people, and then you find the right mix of people. Then you you you, you know you go out and you win the championship. And in and turn, the right coach. Exactly. You, when you got I, the right I, guy I, with the right system, yeah. play into I the personalities. Also, you know, if you and you look at the teams, you look at this like it's like I I don't I don't worry about them right now because they still got guys trying to come into that lineup for injury, like Kendrick Nunn and Ariza, mm-hmm. and so. People don't understand. It's hard for Vogel to figure it out. You know, I, I, Vogel probably looking at his team like, shit, I wish I only had seven or eight good guys and everybody else mediocre. Then I said, fuck it, you guys not going to play. These yeah. are the guys going to play, and you can get a rhythm. Because you think about it, Reeves was playing good. He had a nice little rhythm. He got hurt. Then all of a sudden, he's out. 
now he can't get back in the lineup. Then you got Monk who was in out of the lineup. You know, it, yeah. it's it's so weird that you know, and I think it's hard on Vogel. You know, everybody want to point the finger at Vogel and fire Vogel. I don't think that's fair because he hasn't had a consistency with his team because the players are in and out of the lineup due to whatever it may be. So it's hard, and so it's just so it's just you know. You know, I say blame the whole organization. I say blame because they got too much talent. <laughs> yeah. They got too much talent, and it's hard to mesh that much talent together. Well, and he's also got uh, two years and $91 million left on this deal. <laughs> I don't think and, anybody uh, out there is jumping through hoops, and that's not a shot at Russell Westbrook. I don't think anybody out there is jumping through hoops to eat that money. Mm-mm. You know? That's a lot of money. $45 million a season? And I don't I don't think the Lakers are going to try to do something and say, oh, we can eat some of this because they learned that from um, Lou Aldean. Yeah. They ain't eating that. They already ate know. crow on that deal. Yeah. <laughs> so Lots they of it. They're going to eat a deal like this again. This is so. the Bobby yeah. Bonilla deal from, the, from <laughs> Major League Baseball. He gets a million and a half dollars every he, year for 25 years. He hasn't did played he just – like a couple of years ago was his last year, right? Oh no, no, no! He's got he's, he's still got, getting it. Oh, he's got like three or four more years left on it. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, oh no, yeah. That they signed that twenty-five year deal, and I think two thousand and one, maybe two thousand. So he's got yeah, he's got like a couple, a few more years, three, four, or five more years. So left technically, left. he hasn't retired yet. Then from nope. baseball, no, nope. <laughs> he can't go in the Hall of Fame yet. Sometime then. <laughs> in July, it's Bobby Bonilla Day every year. It's like, oh hey, Bobby Bonilla got paid for not playing baseball again. You know, it's funny, like um. Back in the day, we could do our contracts where you can get, you know, either paid monthly, you know, half up front, half. So Ron Harper, yeah, Ron Harper had in this contract where he got one check Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, Christmas that's, Day. Okay, I, that is check. brilliant. That's brilliant. Merry Christmas, Ron. Here's yes. your here's your salary for the year. Yeah. What did but you, you know do? What, did you just take yeah. a game check? I know I took it. I took it um every every two weeks i, I did okay. mine every two weeks okay so like a regular just, just yeah just for tax purposes okay but it, here's the funny part let me tell you how ruthless the nba was speaking of christmas day which is coming up soon and i expect a really good present from you all right oh um sure yes <laughs> of course why, hey, you, why I would i not the good yeah. I, I want some good to go in my man cave okay steph curry breaks the three-point record <laughs> and uh iguodala and draymond get engraved rolexes we get to christmas and i get what are you getting me for a fucking gift <laughs> That's what that's the payback there. No, but think about it. The cut day in the NBA when I was the first four years I was in the league was Christmas Eve. Think about how bad your Christmas was. Oh my God. Really? (laughs) Yes. That was cut day. I cut you Christmas Eve. That was the final cut day. Oh, damn. That's cold hearted. Christmas was. (laughs) That's cold hearted. They've changed it now. They pushed it back to I think to January now. But yeah, it was, but it like, was damn, bad, cut man. days on Christmas Eve. Good luck with How that. What is that, man? Oh God, um, dude, that's Robert cold. Dory, um, can we see you in the coach's office? Uh, what? Hey, Christmas Eve, you give me a present. Yeah, yeah here's your, your yeah. pink slip. I'm, been, I am the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> <laughs> You're asked to stay at home on Christmas Day. Congratulations. Did you yeah. like playing on Christmas, or did, did you not like that? Because most guys it. seem to hate it, yeah. I hated it. And I the NBA has made it a staple. Yes. But you know what? When I got to L.A., I didn't mind it because we were at home. Like, when I was with the Rockets, for some odd reason, I think we played in Phoenix twice. And in San Antonio, we played on the road. Uh, I, I hated it. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I know for a while that we couldn't play on Christmas Eve. But I think now that, I mean, on New Year's Eve, I think now they're playing on New Year's Eve. I don't know. They changed look. a lot of things yeah. up because they have to now because, you know, 
they push the season back. Yeah. But I hated playing Christmas Day. You know, you think about it. Christmas Day is a day you want to wake up, put your onesie on, hang around the tree, let your kids yeah, open presents and just, yeah. you know, eat something bad and then just sit around and watch basketball. Fall asleep on the couch, <laughs> hand in your pants. Like, you don't want to deal with, you know, watch having football. to play. And, yeah. mm-hmm. But that's Thanksgiving, too. I think the th- same thing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we talk, uh-huh. I've talked to so many NFL players that are like, we dread the schedule every year because we're afraid that we're going to have to play on Thanksgiving. And if you're the freaking Lions or uh, Cowboys. Cowboys, you play every year no matter what. So deal with yeah. it. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Um, this was this was weird. Did you hear? Uh, obviously, well, Brooklyn's dealing with it right now. Yes. Bro- Brooklyn's dealing with a, with all sorts of injury problems, COVID outbreak. Got like five guys on, on health and safety protocol right now, I think, uh, including Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, and then you've got um, shit. Uh, KD now nursing the ankle a little bit. Uh, Joe Harris is fighting an ankle injury. He's still out uh, now. Kevin Durant, by the way, played his ass off last night. Even if he was nursing an injury, played his ass off and got off the court and went right to Twitter to blast Skip Bayless. So good for you, um, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> he was. I mean, he was like walking to the locker room talking shit to Skip Bayless on his phone. Hey, um, he he probably have someone sitting when his guy sitting next to him, like hit, hit him with this hit him, hit him with this hit him with this, one. <laughs> hit him with this one. tell him you don't like him tell him you don't like him tell him he's an asshole. Um, the 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 twist in this whole saga was in the midst of all these injuries and all these COVID problems that they're having in Brooklyn, there gets released this video of Kyrie Irving lacing up his shoes. Cryptic in true Kyrie fashion, as cryptic as you can possibly get, and he posts it all over social. Now the whole buzz is becoming is Kyrie coming back are I they gonna are they gonna just, find a way to get him back I thought that was just him lacing up his shoes because he was going to watch that young lady play um high school ball who went for like 20 20 and like eight or something like that is that what ended up <laughs> happening yeah okay. I think I think that's what it was he's just putting on his shoes you know he said hey I, I I'm just playing a little basketball here and there but you don't forget about me don't forget yeah. <laughs> well so I guess the question would be if you're the Nets and you're you're going through a stretch like this. <clears throat> if by any chance you do lose Kevin Durant for any kind of extended period of time, do you eat some crow and let him at least play the road games, or do you just stand firm on this? Because um, he can't backwards. play in New York. He you can't, cannot you can't play. go backwards. You can't go backwards. You got to stand firm because it's not fair to those guys on the team. You know, that's what you have the G League for. Bring somebody up and just go from there. You know, it's. Because think about it, he ain't played in two months, three months, four months, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's been and, a few months. Yeah. yeah, so, no, he might not even be in shape. See, that's the, that's the thing that I usually don't doubt about Kyrie. He's uh-huh. probably in shape. <laughs> um, what kind of shape? I don't know. There was also the story that he's looking at a, a natural, like a plant-based vaccine. <laughs> I was like, how is that oh, even, yeah. how is that even oh, yeah. a thing? How yeah. is that a thing? A it, plant-based they, they, vaccine? They, they try it. Here's the thing. I think so many people are like, oh, I need a vegan vaccine. I need this. And all of a sudden, oh, yeah, this is vegan. Here, take it. You know, yeah. we're going to charge you, even though you're not supposed to charge. But here, we're charging for this one. Yeah, ten, this. 10 large. Go ahead. Take take your vegan vaccine. <laughs> Probably like wheat juice in a syringe. <laughs> Gives a shit. <laughs> a little bit of beet juice. Yeah, little, something. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Come on. A little turmeric. Something. Uh, something. A little turmeric. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, the other, the other uh, rumblings that that I've seen this week too is, um, and again these these are rumors, so I, I don't know. But apparently there's um, 
some disconnection between your superstars in Boston. Um, you know, the, the East in, in very, very, very good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston's sitting at a very mediocre, I think, 14 and 14. Um, and the conversations of the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown not being able to really make this thing work have boiled to the top. I don't, I don't know if I see a situation where Boston walks away from either one of those guys, though. I, you I know, know, unless you get something really, really good for him, like really you know, good, I, yeah, really good. But because Jalen Brown can play, yeah. I, if, and to me, I would trade one of them just because they're the same player, very much. You know, the same player, and you can find someone. Jason Tate is special, a, though. A full, oh, he's yeah. a special player, he, he and that's special. not a shot at Jalen Brown by any means. But Jalen Brown's a special player too, very. But yeah. man, watch it. I think Tatum's averaging like thirty-eight points a game right now, or some nonsense over the la- in the month of December. I mean, it is just he's tearing it down. So, so now he's like, "Don't come back, Brown, because I got my ab- I get my buckets. Yeah, I got my shots. <laughs> I got my time. I'm all right. You, yeah. Y'all can sit out." But it's just it's hard though, man. When you have two guys that do the same thing and they play pretty much the same role. And now you got to wait for this guy to get his shots up, and wait for your guy to get. Shot. You know, if you try to make a scenario out there and you would trade him, what would what would you want? You know, you got to get a, 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 a you got to get a, a starting superstar, or five really. or yeah. Know, there's nothing out there that you that someone's going to give up for Brown. You know, so because everybody else has got pretty much the same type of player that Brown is. You know? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to give up a lot. I mean, you yeah, would have to, you would have to give up a significant. You have to give up part of your future if you're a young yeah. franchise trying to get well, so, a, trying to get. A hey, send, go to Houston, give up some picks. You know. Yeah, well, God, Houston's got Houston picks. Got a shit you want of picks. picks? <laughs> They're Oprah. You get a pick, and you get a pick, and everybody gets a fucking pick. Yeah, even Boston had. Boston still have all those picks they have. I think they have a fair amount. Yeah. I don't know how many they got in some of those deals they did. Yeah. But they've racked up but, a pretty decent yeah. amount. I haven't, I haven't watched. I've watched Boston the other night when they played the, you know, the Lakers and they, when they played the Clippers. I haven't watched them enough to, yeah. you know, I would like to see because you know you got they got a new coach in Duco. Yeah, and and I hope Duco is not following that pop system. You know, I hope he has his own game plan. I have uh, It doesn't seem that yeah, way. It doesn't I mean, seem that way, but it's it's like the type of players they have and. If the system that they're running, you know, it's it's going to be hard to, you know, for them to win more games in the East because it's give base to give Jason Taylor the ball and get the fuck out of the way. That's damn straight. <laughs> and how hard is it too for Duco, who has a first year head coach, to have to answer Come, to the Boston media uh, on why yeah. you have two superstars, next level superstars, and you're 500? I know. Because I'd be like, yo, because Brown is hurt. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hi, anybody? No? No? Brown is okay. hurt. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. See ya. Yeah. No, that's that's just – that's a. I hope they figure that out in Boston because I think both those guys are, are great players, and they're just – they're struggling right now. They're, they're really struggling right now, but we'll see if they put that together. Uh, yeah. I pulled this story because I wanted to run this by you. I thought it was outstanding. Um, we do have, by the way um, – some great questions coming up in the post-game press conference Uh-oh. here in a minute. So we're going to get into some fun. Um, by the way, big shot of the week is going to go to uh, the Denver Broncos. Oh, man. And I know you saw this. Yes. You had to have seen this. Um, class move by the Denver Broncos, who were playing the Lions on Sunday, took a delay of game penalty to open the game and left the uh, receiver position open in honor of Demarius Thomas, who passed away at the age of 33. That's um, crazy. Which is just 
breaks my heart. Um, a Georgia Tech guy, um, yes, lived here in Atlanta. Uh, was was unfortunately found in his home here in Roswell, which is kind of right down the street from us. And um, nothing but but beautiful, kind words from everybody about the kind of person that Demarius Thomas was. Um, some sort of a health issue. Uh, they're thinking like a seizure or an aneurysm yes. or something that that caused it. But um, so sad. Uh, he would have been 34 years old on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, um, And if if you're not familiar with Demarius Thomas, um, do a little Google on him. He's amazing. He's an incredible. He was an incredible receiver and just a hell of a guy and a great player. And you probably know him best as the guy that ran the 80 yard touchdown for Tim Tebow. And got the Broncos into the playoffs when Tim Tebow was their quarterback. He caught yeah. that ball and he outran the field. Um, but uh, the the Broncos with a class move just take the yes. delay of game, field only ten players to start the game, um, and just breaks my heart for for DT and his family because that's a that's a terrible loss. You know, for me is uh, you know there's certain athletes you see and you you watch their demeanor and the way they play and you like. I bet he's a cool ass dude. You would love to hang out. I've never met him. And I, I used to watch him on the, he just always had a smile on his face, man. And, and, and the thing about him, I used to watch him a lot because he was always my number one pick in fantasy football. Is that kind of receiver? Always, I, I drafted him always, you know, especially when he was, you know, you had uh, Peyton back there. And man, he, to have a guy at 33, um, have us, you know, whether it was Caesar, whatever, and the pass away, man, it's, it's just it's sad, man. You know, terrible. you know, it's one of those things when you, you talk about football, you talk about the concussions and the hits they take. You in the, I just think about how much your body is rattled and how much it causes a disruption in your body. You know, and and I wonder did that have something to do with it? Because I, I'm sure he, we'd have heard about it if he had Caesar's while he played. You know, was yeah. it something That's afterwards? That, I, or, I, yeah, I had never heard anything about him as yeah. far as having any kind of health issue. Yeah, but it's um, just a sad, sad thing, man. It is. You know, it is. But I do, I, do, I do offer a big shot, though, to the teams yes. that go out of their way to do something to honor those players, even if it's something yeah. small. And that wasn't a huge thing for the Broncos to do, but it was, it was one of those just classy gestures. You know, it really makes you, you know, go, oh, okay, it, it, good, good for you they, guys. When they say the little things mean so much, you know, really that don't. right there probably meant the most to so many people that you don't even know about, yeah. you know, like even for me, you know, for them to take that time up for me and honor somebody, because a lot of times these organizations, you know, they forget about guys. Okay. You made it money. You're done Bye. We, you know, you, you, you're out right. you're moving on to the next one. So, but you know, it, it always means a lot to me when these organizations realize the sacrifice that these players did for the organization, because they put a lot of money in their pockets and vice versa. So yeah. I'm just happy. They, they, uh, took time out for his guy. Yeah, it was nice. But rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. And our yeah. thoughts and prayers, of course, with uh, DT's family here in Atlanta. So, yes, yes. Um, lots of love to go around. All right, let's get into the post-game press conference. I've got a, uh, a whole bunch of questions here. We've got good stuff. By the way, if you ever have a question for anybody on the show, uh, it's BigShotBobPod at Gmail or BigShotBobPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can always find us. You can always ask us a question. This one comes to us from Juno at our Gmail, and it is directed at me. Uh-oh. Dear Mr. Rob Jenners, uh, with Dwight Howard being left off the top 75 list. Politics. No, it wasn't politics. <laughs> uh, I want I want to recall, does this mean that you've changed your mind on Dwight Howard being a Hall of Famer? If you recall on an old podcast you used to do, you said he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's calling up old shit now on me, is what he's doing. Um, B-Dog was the only one on the old show that thought he was a Hall of Famer. Do you think Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer? Um, I don't. I don't. Um, and I, I go back to an argument that, that maybe is a little bit tired, but it's a true argument for me. It's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Very Good. And I think Dwight Howard's a very good player. And I think there's been times where he has been a great player. And at times, one of the best players in the league. But there's a hundred guys who maybe had a stretch where they spent two, three years as the best player in the league that probably aren't going to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, And I don't know what your criteria is for this. For me, it kind of falls into, yes, you're a great player. Yes, you're a difference maker. Did you get your team over the hump? Were you the guy everybody leaned on when things were going bad? Were you the dominant force in a team that got things done and a lot of times in Dwight's career he hasn't been that guy he's been the guy they've tried to lean on and it didn't work or the guy they brought in think and he just the system didn't fit him and he's been on so many he's played for a lot of different teams in the NBA I mean he's done two stints alone with the Lakers but um I I don't know I just don't I don't think he's done enough impactfully in the league to be a Hall of Famer just my opinion do you think Dwight Howard's a Hall of Famer? You know, it, you could disagree I mean, with me wholeheartedly. Oh, okay. oh, I know that. How do you define Hall of Fame? You and know, that's what I was. Me, that's my yeah. Because you look at a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame, and they're shitty players. I'm not gonna lie, they're shitty players, and I don't think they should be in the Hall of Fame. And then you say, okay, Dwight has better numbers than you know three fourths those guys. And I think when you said like the favorite line, politics comes down to I politics. For me, I, I I think he should be okay. um, defensive player of the year for what three years? Something like um, that, yeah, three you times. Know, uh, he, you know, that that would be like saying if you went down, it, like you know, you go down the line and says the players that got the guys over the hump. You know, there's so many guys that would uh, you know that would take out guys like you know Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, yeah. Tracy McGrady. There's yeah. so many guys by that criteria that would be taken out because they never got over the hump. You know, they bet they got to the finish line, and next thing you know, yeah. Jordan passes, yeah. Dream passes, yeah. Kobe passes. So you know they don't finish. So I, I so I look at his career, and I, and I'm just you know you go on who's in there now compared to what he has. That's how I say he should be in it. That's why I think okay. you know me personally, I think the Hall of Fame is full of crap. You know, and I, and I hate to say that because there's so many players in there. How do they get in there? And why are they in there? You know, yeah. that's why I think the NBA as a whole should have their own Hall of Fame and do it that way. That way, because, you know, there are players in the Hall of Fame now. I'm like, if I say his name, you're like, who the fuck is that? Oh, 100 you percent. Know? And that's yeah, every it, sport. It, yeah, I mean, and so, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shoot at anybody, yeah. but like NFL, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, there's players where you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> You yeah. put this asshole in here, but Andrew Jones, who won ten Gold Gloves for the Braves, can't even sniff a Hall of Fame ballot. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Um, like let's be honest, Pete Rose need to be in the Hall of Fame. A hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. Think about it. You go by his plan, not what he did after baseball. You and know, they keep him out. So, by yeah. the way, there's guys in the Hall of Fame that did way worse shit than Pete Rose. <laughs> yes. Way worse shit than Pete Rose. But baseball dug in hard on Pete Rose, and nope, he's not getting in. It's like. No one will ever come. That's a record. No one will ever. Speaking of records, no one will ever break. Pete Rose's hit record. I don't know if anybody yeah. ever even sniffs that. <laughs> I mean, ever. Uh, it's, yeah. it's he's incredible, and he yeah, hundred percent deserves being in the Hall of Fame. Um, <clears throat> Artem at our Gmail sent us a few. These next few are from Artem. Um, okay. 
your Rockets, Rob, mm-hmm. used to wear the nicest ketchup and mustard and ugliest pajama uniforms in the NBA. What are your personal favorite uniforms in the NBA? <laughs> I don't know if he means the ones you got to wear or the ones that you see now about, that you like. Or I think he talked about my favorite ones, the white okay. Rockets, when they had the, <laughs> had the mustard color and yep. the red. The ketchup yeah, and but, mustard. You know, um, I think the uniform, my personal favorite that I actually wore was the white Lakers uniform. Okay. I think that one was the coolest one that the white and yellow wore yep. on Sundays. Yep. Um, I don't like I don't like um, the Miami Heat's jerseys. Those ones with the the, the Miami Knights, the Vegas, the Miami oh, Vice ones. Oh yeah, the, I, the I ones that like are kind those. of a neon uh, blue <laughs> yeah, and yeah. yeah yeah the turquoise, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and you know for me it just comes down to I like some things. I think sometimes less is more, and I like the I, I like the Atlanta Hawks MLK jerseys. I love those. those. Are my favorite ones. I love yeah. those. That black those, and silver and gold yeah, with the MLK uh, on it, those are beautiful. Yeah, yeah and beautiful. I like the, the the Mamba jerseys that the Lakers have. Those are cool. The black ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are also sharp. Yeah. And then I like the um, – I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just – I've never been a New York Knicks fan, but I just like the Knicks uniforms, man. I just I just like the NYC, the black and orange ones. Those, yep. Yeah, so yeah. those are my those are my favorites. <laughs> I was thinking about you when Steph broke the record and it happened in New York, and I'm like, Rob's going to shit on the garden. <laughs> He's going to go like, like, of all the places like, he had to break the record, he does it in the freaking garden. But I will say this, you know, for me, if I'm management, I, I don't put Steph in those ugly-ass jerseys he's worn. Those Warriors jerseys that Some he of them wore for the victory record. That, yeah. The one he broke oh, the, the record, one the last those night? are boo-boo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those you should go back to the other ones. Oh. The nice with the Golden State on there or something. Yeah, you know, something. But those were boo-boo. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I was not a fan of that at all. Uh-uh. Um, do you, uh, this, is, this is actually a great question. Uh, you, you, why didn't you wear the number 25 when you played for the Spurs? They obviously didn't retire it for Steve Kerr. <laughs> so, you went to the Spurs. Well, but you didn't wear twenty five in L A, did you? No, you wore. No, uh-uh. I, I didn't five. wear twenty five in L A because it was retired. Uh, Gail Goodrich had they retired okay. twenty five. Okay. And so I was like, okay, what number do I wear? Fish was wearing two, so I just chose number five. Yeah. And when I got to the Spurs, I wore number five until my last season. My last season, I knew I was going to retire after that season, so I wish I switched to twenty five. Oh, you so did wear it that final as season as a Spur. I wore 25 because Udoku, who we just talked about, yeah. he wore number five while I was in. Everybody was looking at him like, why are you wearing Robert's number? <laughs> <laughs> Give that up, you clown. Like, sorry. Yeah, so, sorry. yeah, so I wore, I wore 25 my last year. As a I didn't even know that. I just always mm-hmm. remembered. See, and I always yeah, remembered I, you as 25 yeah. in Houston and five in L.A. Pop kept giving me the nip, so you never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to get Pop on this show. We're going to get him to answer for all these the nips that you got handed out. Um, Pop when not dare come on this show. I don't think Pop will ever speak to me again. You don't think he will? Uh-uh. I don't think Pop likes me. Did you guys have a falling out? Or are I, you just... I, think, I think Pop doesn't like me because I speak my mind. And I think that has a, a lot of people get uh, rubbed the wrong way about that. Okay. You know? so. Okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. Wow. I can envision Pop being a guy that holds a grudge. Like oh, he he I, comes off as a guy that if you've wronged him he's gonna yeah. he can put that I, in his pocket and hang he, on to it. He should he should never feel like I wronged him. He just should feel like hey you know everybody has their own opinion. That's what's great about America. You can say what you want to say as long as you know everybody has their own opinion. You know, and I mean as, as, an, you know, as a head coach in the NBA, 
you're going to yeah. work with players that you don't always see eye to eye with. Doesn't mean you dislike them or you, you know. Uh, oh, I was a great player to work for. Now I did exactly what he told me to do on the court. Yeah, so, sit on the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Park your ass right even, over there. Hey, even that one time where I wanted, it, it's like I wanted to disobey him so bad because I knew to play, and I moved. Fish caught it, turning and shot it. I should have said, "No, fuck you, Pop. I'm doing what I want to do." I'm, I'm gonna but take no, this I, I went and guarded Kobe, left that spot open, and then Fish caught it, shot it. We lose that game. Oh, see, <laughs> if only some of us knew better than Pop. Um, this goes back to I'm like I know to play. This goes back to an earlier conversation. Um, do you like being approached by fans? Artem says, "I saw you at the Houston airport once, but I didn't have the nerve to come up to you and ask you for an autograph." <laughs> So, do, yeah. I mean, and you don't seem like, and I've, having known you for a while now, you don't seem like a guy that that's bothered. I'm not, I'm the only time I'm bothered if I have my fork in my hand, oh, Scotty, and about to yeah. put food in my mouth. <laughs> Other than that, I'm fine. And and I hate for people. My biggest pet peeve with people is like they see you walk in a restaurant and they're trying to say, "That's Robert Ory." I can fucking hear you. You know, people can hear you. <laughs> and then I'm right here. Yeah, I sit down. You finish your meal, you get up from your meal and come over and interrupt my meal. Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> I'm like, don't interrupt my meal. Get a, get your ass up as soon as I walk in before I get settled and say, yo, I know you're sitting. Boom. Ask me that. Don't wait till my meal's coming. We in deep conversation. And then or wait till the you know, wait till I finish my dessert. Yeah, you're on your then way ask out. Me. Yeah, after my dessert out. is over, not when it's sitting in front of me and I got the fork in hand. Thank you. I, I learned that lesson, Scotty. I learned that lesson from Scotty Pippen. I interrupted dessert. I thought dinner was over, but that man had dessert in front of him. And he's like, it's between you and cheesecake, little Jersey boy. You got to yeah. get your ass out of here. Yeah. Um, like, all right. Other thing I don't like is like when I'm at a game and I'm watching my son play and someone's trying to talk to me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I'm watching my son play. Yeah. Like, that's Wait to halftime. Yeah. And that's so. I've had the pleasure of working around a lot of pretty famous people. Everybody agrees that when I'm eating my dinner is the mm-hmm. worst time, but it's yes. also the one time that as a fan you see somebody stationary. You know, you see like <laughs> yeah. he ain't going nowhere for half an hour. So I'm going to sit here and plot how I'm going to interrupt Scotty Pippen's dinner <laughs> and, yeah. and somehow get a picture. And it doesn't oh. ever work out. So yeah, the best thing is just dodge wait. the food, man. Yeah. Don't wait don't. at the front. And as they're walking out, when they feeling, you know, most people feel great after a good meal. They all happy. They probably liquored up. Catch yeah. them in. Yeah, get them in. <laughs> yeah, when well, they like, okay, yeah, he's going to be at a, the valet drunk he's or a disgruntled drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question uh, from John on Twitter. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What's the coolest gift you've ever received as an adult or a kid? And what's the coolest gift you've ever given to somebody? That's an think- interesting question. As a kid, I got my green machine that I wanted. The green uh, machine. I got a, a green machine. You know what a green machine is? No, it's a green machine. What? No, what is it? Green machine is the opposite of a big wheel. Except you know how the big wheel you only had it on the left? The yeah. brake on the left. You can only slide one way. Yeah. The green machine you had on you had it up here. You could brake either right. You could slide right. You could I'm sorry. It's you could drift right or you can drift left. It's called drifting now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you well, could drift right, but green machine, because I always wanted one. That and then I got then I eventually moved up to a go kart. That's what I had as a little kid. That's awesome. Yeah, for me, I I I, I've never really after I got became an adult. I kind of was in the NBA, 
So I kind of got myself everything yeah. I wanted. Yeah, if you want something, you go get it. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to think. Um, Did you ever get like a watch from Kobe or anything like that, or from Shaquille, or nobody no, ever I never... gifted you something that was that was awesome? <laughs> oh, in the it's league? so funny. So. Every year when we did our secret Santa, everybody in the locker room, I just, please let me get Shaq, please let me get Shaq, please let me get Shaq. Uh, Shaq get you, I mean, so let Shaq pull my name. Shaq, please pull my name. Because yeah. Shaq was either going to give you a Rolex, or he's going to give you a car, or he's going to give you a corn op, a video game. He's going to give you something, something. gigantic, yeah. right? Yeah. And so every year I got, I, well, yeah, I got slop of Mephidenko. I got a fucking bottle of vodka. I'm like, man, what the fuck I'm going to do with a bottle of vodka? And then Drink I tried it. that shit. That shit was so damn strong. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's, I like it. That's straight up Russian vodka. That ain't yeah, this watered down Russian American vodka. vodka. Yeah. yeah. That's the shit but the mobsters yeah. drink. Yeah. So that, I, if you had to say that Russian vodka was probably a, a great gift from Slapa Mephidango. And it was when the, it was strong and it was, it Whoa. stayed in my freezer forever because I kept it cold. So you just do a nice little, one little shot of it. And you was feeling good. So, and then it was good yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Good night. Uh, when I was a kid, I got a Voltron. I and love Voltron. That was like when I was a kid in the eighties. Voltron was the most coveted thing you could you couldn't get them. You couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> I don't know how my parents pulled that off, but they found me a Voltron. <laughs> and my, you would have thought I won the ten year old lottery, man. I was running around the house, freaking losing my mind for a Volt. I don't think I've ever been happier than when I got that <laughs> damn Voltron. Except when I got married. Don't put that on there. As a kid, we talk when we were kids. As a kid, I was never happier, honey. As a kid. But I'll tell you what, she gets me a Voltron this year. I will go right back to being that happy because I don't know what See, happened to that. That's damn thing. what you need. A stand up Voltron to go into Medicaid and not a cigar store guy. So I'm supposed to try and find a, a five foot Voltron somewhere. Hey, once they let all the ships come into port. They probably have one He's out there. He's got to be out there, right? He's <laughs> yeah, got to he be out there out in the Pacific. <laughs> Do me a favor. Drive to the port and see if you can't find me a Voltron on one of these ships. Are you going to see Spider-Man this weekend? I am not. Oh, come on now. The reason why is because I'm going to wait because so many people go. And I like to enjoy a movie because people are talking. And that's how I am. Like, I would... I will wait till like after Christmas time when all the kids are still in school. I go to a matinee, not because it's cheaper, just because there's nobody there. Just because you want to. So the most ex- arguably one of the most exciting movies of the year, where you want to yes. be in a packed theater for it because people are going to be hooting and hollering and screaming. It's going to be a blast. No, I want to. And you want to go sit dialogue. on your ass by yourself and watch. I want to hear the dialogue, and it's in, you. Don't believe how many movies when you watch it? Oh, you miss most sudden, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the people is yo. And I would say you missed the next line because sometimes you might have a jazzy one liner. Then I come back with a jazzy one liner and you don't hear the second because the people around you are hooping and hollering. I like to hear it. Yeah, That's almost every Marvel movie I've ever seen. I've had to go back and watch it like two, three times being like, I missed all of this because people were screaming and yelling because Steve got the hammer. You know what I mean? Like people were freaking out. I didn't hear anything that happened. Or if you go to a movie with Shaq, he's the freaking worst. Is he? He's the worst. He will not. Me, most shut of the up. time, he's he's chill and he's like, you get him in a movie theater, him motherfucker will not shut up. He's who's that guy? Why is he purple? Where's he going? What's his deal? And I'm like, I said I sat through Infinity War and I promise you, it was like it was like a press conference. It's like a fucking press conference the whole time. Why is Iron Man there? Who's Chris Pratt? What's that guy's deal? Why is he a raccoon? Like the whole fucking movie. I was like, dude, what? I mean, if you don't know what's going on, why'd you come? Why, why'd you hey. come to this movie? 
I've been one of one. I was like, I'll be like, call the usher. Hey, see that guy over there? No. He won't be quiet. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, can, can you get like 15, 20 people kick his ass? <laughs> kick his ass out because you ain't going to do it on your own. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shot Bob Pod for links to all our guests and all sorts of fun. The Big Shot Bob Pod is a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One and Podcast One Sportsnet. Baseball season is back, and the Podcast Park has the best local baseball podcast to help get you ready for another season. Check out the Braves Country Podcast, where we dig deep into the soil of life in the Southeast. The people, the music, the food, and of course, Braves Baseball. Or try Hardball with Chris Domino, the long-running baseball history series with in-depth conversations from the players and people that shape the game. And KMAC has the latest Braves updates every week with a frozen rope report. Get these and all of our podcasts at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All brought to you in part by Associated Credit Union. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.